What's going on? It's the JLS for Nick of Time Show. Here to be at Nick Talk, just in the Nick of Time. And it's time to celebrate a huge Nick's winner for the first time in 10 years. Your New York Knicks have made it to the second round of the playoffs. So gunshots for these Knicks, all right? Beating the Cavs on the 6 And we got stats on stats on stats. A lot of double figures and contributors today. RJ Barrett gives you 21 points and four assists. Julius Randle in the short stand gives you 13 and six. Mitch Rob, the block nest monster, goes insane and gives you 13, no, 13 points and 19 rebounds on the night. Mark gives you four points and 12 rebounds, and damn near plays the whole game. Brunson chips in with 23. IQ gives you 19, and OB gives you 12. But the score, the, the stat of the night, is the rebound the Knicks out rebound the Cavs. 62 to 35. Shout out to these New York Knicks. Listen, all this talk about all oh, the Knicks. We didn't trade for Donovan Mitchell. Oh no, we should have gave it away, Mitch. We should have traded RJ. No, those players stepped up and they came through today. And the guy who's supposed to trade, the guy who's supposed to be in the trade for Donovan Mitchell, helped us get past the Cavs and the Knicks are looking up second round here. We come and we gonna talk about the games, man. We gonna talk about it all before we talk about it. Salute to the chat. Shout out to Fubu TV. All right, if you wanna watch the Knicks for free, go to fubutv.com/kot. And shout out my guys. All right, first and foremost, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. You know the vibes. We you know the vibes. Let's go. <laughs> What a win! What a they didn't even put up a fight, you know. They they they, they, they you would have thought we were against the ropes the way we came out and played. Not not that is crazy. It's crazy. Oh man! And oh, also you already know, man. I have to introduce you to the Latin assassin, ESPN contributor, posting and toasting contributor, my man Lee Escobedo. What's going on, Lee? Yo 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 yo. Y'all know who? Y'all know who's outside? Who's James Dolan's outside. <laughs> <laughs> My man finally shut up, step back, and let the real professionals do their work. I died your props to James Dolan because I've been ripping James Dolan a new one for more than 10 years, longer than that, almost 20 years. And my man has finally become a competent owner, hiring the right people in the right places, and we outside. Let's go. Yeah, it's crazy. I was watching some show and it was talking about how this guy, this guy who was a longtime Knicks fan, he had a real disdain for the Knicks and he couldn't stand James Dolan. But the way this team is playing, the way Jalen Brunson is taking control of the game, the way Julius Randle is in this game, the way IQ and OB Toppin and Josh Hart have come together, he can't help but become a Knicks fan once again. So shout out to James Dolan, who's chilling in the back with harmonica and allowing us to rattle off these rings and upset the world. We outside. The harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> Playing happy songs, right? Playing happy songs right now. <laughs> Woo. Oh, man. 
Man, I don't even know where to start. I let's let's start with the man of the hour. Let's start with the man of the the hour, the block nest monster. I remember when Jared, Jared Allen was a net, and Nets fans were talking about Jared Allen was better than Mitchell Robinson. I, I remember those days. I remember when people were saying that Mitchell Robinson was was overpaid because he was getting $13 million a year for a few years. I remember people talking about he's mature, immature. I remember people talking about, you know, we he, he's not really worth the money. This man is worth every penny we paid him. He outplayed every big in that Cavs lineup. Sometimes it took two of them to, to, to command one of him. The, his rebounding numbers today, guys, is just historic. 19 rebounds in the playoff game. Uh, I think got we said behind the scenes. He was laughing at some point how easy it was to kind of bully these guys. And I just commend, command Mitch because this is one of those games where he won us the game. The turnover numbers were kind of even. The points twelve turnovers were kind of even. We started out shooting well, 50% um, at halftime. And the numbers are kind of close, but the thing that really tipped us over the edge was the 11 offensive rebounds from Mitchell Robinson. And it's a team effort because R.J. Barrett crashes, goes to the hole, and leaves gaps for Mitch to get the rebound. And Jalen Brunson is the same. And Mitch is able to combat and, and take advantage of those, of those opportunities. So shout out to Mitchell Robinson, who did a tremendous job this entire series taking control of the game. Game ball goes to my man, money making Mitch. Okay. <laughs> okay. What you got? What you got, Lee? No, Joe, I wasn't scared about this series, man. I got roasted on Twitter. I roasted in my articles in the comment section. I roasted on the YouTube section of the Time Show. I can't remember that. It's like severe tweets or something. It's like something pause like that. He's in the YouTube uh, comment section telling me that I was wrong about how the Knicks are better than the Cavs at every single matchup. Point guard, small forward, power forward, center, head coach, bench. We wiped them all, but shoot them. Every single matchup. We beat them. Even when Obi Toppin was in the game, him and Randall combined were better than Evan Mobley. Every match, especially the bench, which really was the X factor, they had no answer to the combination of Toppin, Hartenstein, Emmanuel Quickly, and Josh Hart. And boy, the walking dead for real. We saw the corpse of Ricky Rubio, Danny (laughs) Green. I mean, these are like bums. It's like laughable. It was never a consistent when they were in, how long they were in, game to game. It's like he just had like no idea what to do, J.B. Bitterstaff, and just threw out some bet, hoping there would be a spark when that yeah. spark died off about three or four years ago. So I, I think this was an unbelievable masterclass by Tom Thibodeau. I told you he would outcoach J.B. Bitterstaff. The man has evolved. I ripped up a sign. Ain't no more fire tips. It's higher tips, re-sign tips. Put that man on a two-, three-year extension. But roll him out there in a wheelchair and an IV Put hospice out there on the sideline and let that man ride until he can't ride no more. Damn right. Damn right. We need him to be doing Popovich numbers. Like he needs to be here forever, ever, ever. Like ever. I need him to be 20, 30, 40 plus years. I need, I listen, I need his, I need his consciousness downloaded into an AI. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we can implant that. ice, ice. <laughs> <laughs> we can implant that 
Oh. And another young coach coming up, okay? All right. Oh my god. Tibbs ain't going nowhere, bro. No. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Ryan, go ahead, Ryan G. Facts. I just wanted to point out some stats right quick. Just want to point out some stats. So the Cavs combination of Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Today they had a total of 13 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Robinson by himself, 18 rebounds. <sighs> Offensive rebounds, Mobley and Allen together. Three offensive boards. Mitch by himself, 11 offensive rebounds. Mm. Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, together they scored 10 points the whole game. Mitchell Robson by himself, 13 points. Mitchell Robson is the MVP of this game. He dominated in yes. the paint. They couldn't get no boards. Yeah. None. It doesn't matter whether it was offensive or defensive. No boards whatsoever because of Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. He dominated this game in the paint. And took Cleveland's bigs out of the game completely. And then on top of that, Cleveland could not get to the basket as well because he was there in the middle <laughs> to block anything coming his way. Mitchell Robinson, Damn. I am not worthy. Yeah. I am not worthy. Yeah. MVP of the game easily today, no doubt easily. about it. Easily. Yep. When when your when your go-to guy starting point guard is shooting 33, 30, uh, 36% from the field today from Brunson, 33% from three, and we still were able to win convincingly. That's because we are doing the little things, and that's exactly what happened. And also, I also want to point out Josh Hart's brilliance. He's yeah. played 46 minutes today. Josh Hart is rebounding so well. Like, a lot of times we get killed when Mitchell Robinson, you know, has to rotate and try to block a shot because no one else is going to be able to rebound the ball after he leaves his post and block a shot. But having Josh Hart play 47 minutes helped um, Mitch be able to be even more aggressive, uh, deterring penetrators. Josh Hart finished the game with 12 rebounds, nine on the defensive end, uh, kind of cleaning up uh, the mess that uh, rotating defenses did. So really, really good job from Josh Hart. Only gave you Only gave four points. But a plus seven on the night, played monster defense on Donovan Mitchell and cleaned up on the boards. And, man, best pickup, best pickup in, in the, uh, after the All-Star break, as Lee would say, man, Josh Hart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And salute to the chat. I see you. I see you. I see the Super Chats coming in. Shout out. Find out Super Chat for Michael Parker. Says Money Mitch is at the very least co-MVP of the series. I agree. Yep. I agree. Um, listen, a lot of the a lot of reasons we're even in these games. I know Jalen Brunson's brilliance has a lot to do with it. I know RJ Barrett had some great games. Shout out to RJ Barrett, who's another fishing game today. We'll get to him. Yeah. But Damn. rebounds have consistently been the story for about what four. Out of the five games, I think the, the Cavs only out-rebounded re- out us one game. And on top of that, the Knicks right now last in the NBA in three-point shooting in the playoffs. But we're still able to litigate, litigate that because we're getting so many offensive rebounds. So shout-out to Mitch Robinson. Shout-out to even Hart, Hart and Stein and Hart, those guys who are doing the dirty work, who keeping us in this game even though our shooting hasn't been the best. All right, all right. So shout out to you, Michael Parker. Also, another five dollars which have from Henry Hinton Murphy, who just wants to support, and another five dollars which have from BKNY says, "Never forget the term rhetoric. The media used, but my Donovan Mitchell mid three 
Jalen is an overpay death and development over star chasing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. We this 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 is a this is a feel-good win because all the smack we've gotten from the media about oh Donovan Mitchell, we should have traded for him. LOL Knicks, man. Y'all dropped the ball. The fact that we went into Ohio, yeah, took home court advantage from them, then finished the job in five back in Ohio, show the type of team that we are, the resilient team that we are. Uh, R.J. Barrett was great. He he was on the money when he said we're going to shock the world this season, and we're proving it right now, um, to proving all these doubters and these haters wrong, man. Great series by the Knicks. Great series, man. All facts. All facts. Let's get into R.J. Barrett. Let's go. Yes, the Bodmon. The Bodmon. <laughs> Let's get 35 minutes on a night. Ever since J.J. Redick and, and, and Stephen A. called him out, he's turned the corner. Highest plus minus of highest plus minus of the night goes to who? The Bodman. Plus 21 on the night. Shot 50% from three, two of four, seven of 13 from the line, from the field. He's finishing. He's finishing, guys. He's finishing at the rim. The, 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 what we've been waiting for is happening. He's finishing at the rim. And shout out to Tibbs for adjusting and playing smart, using IQ as a decoy point guard, only to hand it off to RJ, get it to a strong hand, and punish these dudes on the offensive end. Tibbs found a, a nice way to kind of vary the looks he's, he got in uh like kind of pick and roll and use it off of uh use it off of actions involving RJ and Emmanuel quickly. RJ, man, great game. Both ends of the floor. Yes, sir. And I just want to show everybody the jersey I'm wearing today in case y'all ain't noticed. <laughs> show them, baby. Oh, Nine God, God, God. God. Oh, Let Barry. it go. Let's go. Let Nine it go. God, baby. Nine God. Yeah, man, but yeah, yeah, a lot of it is dibs because RJ Barrett, the reason why he was able to be so great in this series, at least the last part of the series, was because, like you said, there was a lot of handoffs to RJ Barrett as he was going left, which kind of gave him momentum going to the basket. And then as he's driving to the basket, he's able to take his time and not force anything, you know, take his time, read the defense, you know, and just try to find, like, you know, little angles that he could use to get to the basket and finish at the rim. Like, honestly, I think, you know, if we had to – criticize the things that we criticize RJ Barrett about this season, you know, like the fact that he's not able to finish at the rim over length and things of that nature. Like all of a sudden these playoffs, he's finishing over length and he's yeah. turning to an elite finisher at the rim. It's like out the blue. He just out all of a blue. sudden is just finishing at the rim at will. And I think that's due to Thibs putting him in situations where he's able to get to his left hand and get to the basket and take his time. And then usually he'd have a small defender on him as well. He would just use his power pretty much to get to the basket and finish at the rim. And also on top of that, he played great defense throughout this class as well. Another thing that we complain about RJ Barrett on the defensive end, that he wasn't putting in the effort. And this whole series, he's played great defense. And I think like if we, if we had an image of what we wanted RJ Barrett to be, he is displaying that image right now in the playoffs. And it's the best time. It's the best time for him to show up like this. The best time. This was the perfect RJ Barrett game, in my opinion. Yeah. As a third option, which is what he is, I don't think he'll ever be a second. We could probably all agree on that. 
He, he's an unbelievable third option. And at 21 points, that's the best you can ask for him. But more so, it's the efficiency. That's what I've been talking about for the last couple of months. 7 of 13, 2 of 4 from three-point land. Only shooting four threes, which anytime he keeps that number four below, I think that's when he's as most efficient. Because, you know, the rest of the attempts are coming at the, at the rim. Four rebounds, four assists, one steal, highest plus minus of a night. If he can be... This R.J. Barrett, not 30, 35 points, you know, taking 21, 22 shots. But this R.J. Barrett, we're going to the finals. Yo, the crazy part, though, Lee, he's been the second option for the last three games. Like, honestly, like he's been a second leading scorer. He's been the guy who's been most reliable. He seems like he's been getting better as the series going on, picking his spot. He like, he's not usually the guy, but like, yo, let him be the second option. But I feel like he's been like pretty much the second option and the guy who has been the most dependable during this series, which is why I commend him. And like, if I've said, I've said in the beginning of the season, in the middle of the season, we are a high caliber all-star wing away from making a serious run at a chip. And I still feel that way. If he keeps playing this way, um, but he has to continue to play this way, though. But also, Julius Randle has to kind of wake up from the doldrums too, for us to, to get to that. Because now he's up, and Julius Randle is down. But the reason why we've been able to sustain Julius Randle being being down offensively, anyway, is because RJ Barrett has picked up the slack partially, partially. Yeah. Um, I mean, the team in general has picked up the slack, but RJ Barrett has picked up a lot of the scoring slack that we thought we was going to get from Randall. So this is a big series for him, man. This is a really big, he really answered the bell. He's a guy who really, he really responds to criticism. It seems like he, he yeah. when he gets down, when he gets benched, when Tibbs takes little shots of him in the press conference, it usually has a big game yeah. right after that. So I don't know, man. I, I think he's just built, he just built to get down first and then get back up. I think he hated that he was the centerpiece in Donovan Mitchell trade too. That had to rub him the wrong way. It's like I'm matched up against a guy that y'all wanted to trade me for before you even put ink on the contract to resign me. Like you know, you know that was motivation for him to come out and show that he was a better player. And I would say in this series, he was a better player than Donovan Mitchell. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Donovan Mitchell was he was a no show. I don't, like Thanks. he was a no. I don't even know how else to say it. But I mean, this is why I keep saying Brunson is. I mean, I'm, I'm get off of that. What do you got anything to say, Ryan? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Speaking on Donovan Mitchell, like I'm even surprised he scored 28 points because that was a very quiet 28 points, and it was all yeah. six shot attempts as well, 11 of 26 from the field. So Knicks pretty much kept him in check almost the whole series. You know, he's only had maybe one like excellent game, and that was the first game of the series. And after that, it was just shut down city. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I agree. And I mean, this is why personally I like Jalen Brunson's game. I, I kind of feel like if you're able to trap Donovan Mitchell at that three-point line, it seems he doesn't have like that other gear where you can slow down and operate in that middle area or lower area. Like it's either full speed or nothing. And Brunson has that other speed where if we trap him at three-point line, he can still get to the middle and methodically break you down, head fake, get to the hole, pass it out, uh, you know, reverse left shoulder, reverse right shoulder, pivot, counter. Like, he has the whole package. And 
When it comes to skill, I know Donovan Mitchell has explosiveness, but his man, Brunson's footwork and intelligence is different. And today he had a horrible, he had a bad second half of the game, and we still ended up winning. But man, I, uh, I, I but I, I'm still Team Brunson all the way, man. Great, great, great game. And I want to give Julius Randle some props too because good recovery from Julius Randle. I don't know if any guys have anything to, to say about Randle's game today. Yeah, um, you know, first and foremost, it was sad to see him go down with the ankle injury. I'm hoping that it's not too serious. He's able to come back for the second round. But yeah, like I think Julius Randle, he just kept it simple. You know, he saw his outside shot was not working. He already knows he's too powerful for these Cleveland bigs. Yeah. He's too powerful for all of them. So what did he do? He drove to the basket and took advantage of his power. And that's exactly what he did. And, and he had a lot, and he had a lot of like drives to the basket and passes out to the three-point line. I think quickly hit a three and somebody else hit a three. So he was definitely, you know, feeding the ball, knowing that he didn't have it offensively. And then when he finally started to get into the game in the second quarter and started to punish people inside, that's what he should have been doing all series. Like you have the size advantage in all these dudes. Just use your power and just bulldoze them. And that's what he was doing. Um, I was glad to see him wake up. I'm hoping that when he comes back from the, from his injury, he'll stick to that same method of, of um, trying to dominate whoever is on him by yeah. taking him into the paint. Depending on our matchup, I don't know if we're going to face the Bucks or the Heat, but you know, I, I was glad to see that he finally woke up and he finally found a way to actually impact the game. And I was proud to see that from Julius Randle tonight. I lost a lot of respect for people who I thought knew some, somewhat a ball this past summer when the Knicks signed Jalen Brunson. And I heard three lefties on the same team. Like <laughs> that's, that's one of the, that is one of the propaganda. Absolute <laughs> stupidest tapes you could possibly have. But like anytime I heard that as a rose for the Knicks, I was like, all right, I gotta mute this guy in the chat or I gotta block this guy on, on, on Twitter. This is an unbelievable ass take. And as you saw at night, uh, the three lefties had no problem coexisting together. In fact, I would say we thrive together. Thibodeau kind of had Randall to get him going or early when the three-point shot was, he started using him as a decoy. And Randall racked up a quick since assist in that same play over and over again, driving to the basket and then whip into the left corner for whichever three-point shooter was there. It was a combination of Randall, Hart, and Brunson that he found that knocked down three. I mean, uh, IQ, but knocked down wide-open threes because of the attention that he that he mm-hmm. demands as a, as a gravitational force driving to the hoop. So he was he was on it. I think he really shook off, shook off the rust. And realize that Evan Mobley can't guard him at this point in his career. Yeah. Mobley is a solid team defender. I would say he's a superstar level team defender. But individually, he still has trouble in stronger, bigger, longer matchups. And Randall was too much for him this series. And this is the first game that Randall realized that and took advantage of that in a block. So I think he was on the right, the, the right mind, the right track with his mind. And I think that will carry over once he returns from an ankle injury to have the right aggressive mindset to get his buckets. Because he's going to have some moments of barbecue chicken when Kevin loves on him against the Heat. If yeah. it's a Heat. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping it's a Heat. I hope it's a Heat, too. I hope it's the Heat. I hope it's. Yeah, man. RRP to, to Randall's ankle, man. It, it, it was tough seeing that half to him. I know he was frustrating, you know, getting into a rhythm once again, finally, and then having to go down again. But the good news is from the eye test, anyway, it looked like he was able to work, walk on the, on, under his own power. Um, as a guy who has a lot, who had a lot of ankle problems before, <laughs> I've, I've, I've sprained my ankle playing ball, like, no lie, like 15 times. <laughs> like, a lot. So, um, he, like, to me, my, he looked like he might be back in, like, four or five days. Like, it looks like, it don't look like super 
crazy. So I'm praying for a prolonged series between the Miami and and the Bucks, in which G, Jimmy Butler finishes them off um, in the game seven somewhere. And then we give Julius Randle the optimal rest where he come back and bully ball these Miami because we, we need we need some get back from the when Pat Riley left us back in the day and we need some get back and what a what what a what a better way to get to the next round by but to take out our long rivals the Miami Heat. That'll be an amazing series. Just just story wise, just you know, just just the history of it all. You know what I mean? Facts. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler's been been nothing less but phenomenal. Probably the second best player in these playoffs after Devin yeah. Booker. He's been unbelievable, but with Hero and Oladipo out, that's their third and fifth lean scores. That puts a lot of pressure on uh, Kyle Lowry, Matt Struess, and Bam Adebayo to carry that load, and Duncan Robinson. And he's going to be barbecue chicken for anyone that hunts him on switches. I mean, the, the Knicks are in a feast when Duncan Robinson's oh, on yeah. court. Yeah. you Because know, he's actually been playing a lot of minutes for Spo. Uh, now, the coaching matchup, Spo is yeah, and tails, way better than Tibbs. <laughs> But yeah. Tibbs ain't no slouch. I think that that'll be a really good chess match between those two. But man, I will take. I'll put money on that series because Jimmy cannot beat us alone. We're too deep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ooh, Jimmy is my Jimmy is that dude though. But with Tyler Hero out, I think we'll be able to 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 take them. I feel like I feel like Tibbs has has found a way to scheme to to lead the right people open on defense and kind of collapse Jimmy and give him different looks. I think we, I think we should be fine. I don't expect it to be easy series whatsoever because Jimmy Butler is a beast. He's he, when I see, you know, I talk about that mention not being able to play in that middle area and probe and pick you apart. Jimmy yeah. Butler can definitely do that. And that's what makes him dangerous. So we're going to have to be on P's and Q's. Um, if we play the Miami or sure the Bucks too, we will know what's going to happen with the Bucks. All right. Yeah. But um, also salute to the chat, man. I gotta speak on my man Obadiah. Dunk is the light. I have to speak on that. All right. Because my man <laughs> quietly has been one of the most consistent people in this series. Quietly. All right. In his limited minutes. But shout out to everybody. Uh, DJ, DJ Dax, shout out to you, man, child, Prezi, the boss, picks for Timmy, Ernesto, Diverge, everybody, everybody, angry, everybody rock with the KOT show. If you love the show, Hit that subscribe button, man. We love talking Nick basketball. All right. So I'm going to let you know. Everybody's watching right now. Right after this, this is truly live. After the show's over, the show is going to be gone, but it'll be back up in the morning. So when you be like, oh, what's happened to them? It's coming back. But, you know, be here and enjoy the show right now. It'll be right back up at 9 a.m. All right. So definitely check it out tomorrow morning um, and enjoy the show. But let's talk about Obadiah, man. Slow growth all season. Defense, defensive liability. Slowly, his defense has gotten better and better and yes. better. Yes. Um, his rebound is picked up. Um, in the last, the last game had eight rebounds. This game, not, uh, not, not so much. But you know, we had Mitch and Josh Hart doing all the rebounding. <laughs> but it's just impressive how when Julius Randle went down, um, he just answered the bell. Obviously, those little those moments. When Julius Randle was injured at the end of the season, it really helped him get into rhythm. And he's played without fear, hitting threes, going to the hole, and passing a good game from Obadiah in his limited minutes. 
You know what the best part about Obi Toppin's game is? And I agree, that hasn't been pointed out. This might be the first time any of us have pointed out that, that Toppin's defense has really improved over the last couple of months. His handle has too. I've been watching yeah. him, and his face-up game is dramatically improving because he's able to put the ball on the floor and control it when he drives You know, e- either from the top to left or or straight to the middle into the basket. Yeah. He's got the handle. He can do a little bit between the leads, cross mm-hmm. over his opponent. Once he adds a step back and a hezzy, it's game over because that handle is improving. We didn't start playing him at the three. Resign that guy and let's move, like, adjust the lineup. Yeah, and really put him at the three because he would be a dominant. Yeah. His size, his shooting ability, his athletic ability, his defense. If he was a small forward and that's the Randall and RJ, baby, let's go, baby, chip yeah. all the way. Yeah, that pull up, that pull up midi. When, when we first, I was like, okay, show me some Okay, he's been working on him. Yeah, looking small forwardish. Go ahead, Rock. Yeah, man. I mean, Obi definitely stepped up to the plate when Julius Randle went down with the injury. Um, knocked down a couple of threes. He had a fast break bucket as well, where he leaked out off a rebound and got that windmill dunk that pretty much you know took the air out the arena as well. Yeah, yeah. Obi played well tonight, man. And yeah, he played. He's definitely been good defensively as well. I know that was one thing you know we've been complaining about Obi these past few seasons. His defense, well, his defense has been very good this series. I definitely got to give him props on that. And and yeah, everything that Lee said, like his, you can tell his game is improved. He's been working on his game, yeah. and yeah, man, the Knicks got a squad. Man. That's all. That's all. That's all. I can <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's, it, it's almost surprising. How comfortable he looks. From, from, from game one till now. Because game one, there were certain people who was been getting a lot of minutes all season long that were tentative. And Obi from game one shot the shots when he went in there, took it to the hole. He just he just kept he he went or he went like business as usual. He was playing with the same confidence he had at the end of the season during the playoffs and didn't waver at all. Like to, to come in the game cold, Julius Randle down on the floor and just straight up hit a three in the corner. Like I'm kind of shocked because he's, he was so tentative when he got here, yeah. afraid that Tibbs would pull him at any little point And that's just disappeared. And it's crazy. Ryan, <laughs> you just, uh, uh, your comment about how deep we are and how we have a squad really brought a question in my mind that Pete for Dana asked you guys when I'm, when I'm on the show with y'all, you guys have been fans for longer than me. You both watched that nine, nine team. Do you think for the era that it was in, because the talent level has evolved since in the last 20 years, was that nine, nine team better during that period for that era than this squad is for this current era? That's a good question. Was it better for that period, for that era? The, you know what about the 99 team, man? It was like they snuck up on people. It's, it's kind of weird. It's hard to compare that era because they snuck up on people at the end of the playoffs and caught momentum at the right time. So like we like they sucked for a while, then they got together, and then they kind of like snuck in at the A seed, and then they like ended up in the finals. So it's it and it's really hard to say too because of the injuries, like they never really got a chance to really gel for long periods of time. So it's like it's kind of hard to compare the talent level 
to, to me. But like, like Hewing, like Hewing was on that squad, right? But Hewing was older at that point. Right. So, but then, so Camby stepped up. But when Camby was, you know, Camby wouldn't have had the chance to be the man unless Hewing was down. So it, it and, but, and they never really got a chance to really be like that real one two punch together when both of them were really healthy. So it's, it was like Hewing, Camby, Spreewell, Houston. Like we had a squad, man. It's, I don't think it was as deep at every position. But we, it's hard to compare. Like if, if, if Hewing was healthy, that team might have actually, mm-hmm. that Houston Spirit, Houston Spirit, Hewing can be. I don't know, man. If Hewing was healthy, I say it would be comparable, but he wasn't healthy. So it's hard to say. I think I've only watched, I've watched that entire run in the playoffs, but in hindsight. And, including also Charlie Ward, Kurt Thomas, and Chris Childs, that were some of the depth of that team as well. Most of the guys in that squad were either at their level of potential, their ceiling, or past it. Like They, they, they were on the downside of their career. This squad has a lot, mostly players, who haven't reached their potential yet. And that's why I might give a slight edge to this current squad because they're already great on offense and defense, and there's still a, still a ceiling to be met Whereas really the only guys who hadn't met their ceiling at the time in 99 was Camby, Spree, and Houston, who I think probably, even though Houston was injured, got a little bit better as their careers went on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, But the reason I asked is, if this team is better in 2023 than the 99 team was in 99, and that team got to the finals, why not? Mm. Why not? That's, that's hard to it's hard to compare that to say we're going to the final. Like it re- Jalen Brunson is that dude to me. To me, and towards the end of the season, to me, it's always been about who's stepping up. RJ and Julius Randle. Like when Julius, when Brunson, I keep saying it, I keep saying the same thing all for the last two months. Jalen Brunson has doubled. Who is going to step up? So far, that's been R.J. Barrett. So mm. if, if that trend continues, we have a shot. But also the three-point shooting has to – I think the three-point shooting still for the next round, I think, has to be a little bit oh, better. 100%. 100%. I, I don't think we can get by beating the Heat. Well, here's the thing. The Heat aren't necessarily good three-point shooters either, even though that's shooting – Three's well in the series. You know what I mean? So it's still like a weird, it's we can still kind of grind that. We can still kind of grind that that series out because they, yeah. they still are big three-point shooters. We can't do that against Boston. We must hit threes against Boston. But yeah. I agree with you. We didn't get away with being shaky against Miami and Cleveland, but Boston's a completely different yeah. system. Boston is a different animal, but I always felt like I always felt like we matched up well against Boston, especially if they're playing Robert Williams um, with Mitch, because Robert because Mitch versus Robert Williams, Mitch can can you know dissect destroy Robert the um, If it's Horford, you know, bringing Mitch out the paint, he might have a little bit more problems. So uh, it, that's when it gets a little bit tricky. We might have to get a little bit more creative, but but that's that's one of those series where we can't. That's a series where Julius Randle has to be Randle. Like we're not gonna get by playing Boston without Julius Randle being 
uh, the all-star that he was in the season. I've seen some some back. It's, it's, it's kind of split in the chat. I might say more people are saying the 9-9 team was better, which I, I'm not going to argue that. I mean, I wasn't even around to see it. I've only seen it again in hindsight on NBA TV and, and watching no tape. But this team, I think, has a higher ceiling than that 9-9 team because just because of how older Ewing was and LJ was on the downside of their career. That's the, I said, okay, so this is what I'm saying. I feel like the 9-9 team might be better too, but – our team isn't done yet, so mm-hmm. it's hard to say. Yeah. Like Jalen Brunson, this is his first year being that guy. He could be better next year, right? Um, Houston and Sprewell, that tandem. Unbelievable. Man, like, I don't know if he's around. Yeah, he wasn't around. The Houston Sprewell era was freaking phenomenal, man. I, I just wish Houston was, was, was um, injury-free. Yeah, fifty yeah. percent jump shooter out the gate when healthy, automatic one dribble pull up. He was he was almost like he was kind of like Clay Thompson, but with less defense. You know? <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I got cut off, so I wasn't even able to answer the question. Um, in my opinion, this ninety nine that ninety nine team in their era compared to the. I guess team now in this era. Um, I think I got to see how far this team goes first for me to make a accurate like comparison because you know at least we know that ninety nine team made the finals and you know like JL has said like you know they started out pretty bad and then they kind of snuck up on people sniff snuck into the playoffs whereas the team this year yeah this Knicks team did sneak up on people on people but at the same time like. This Knicks team, I think they played like they played better like way earlier in the season compared to the 99 team. So it's kind of like this team picked up momentum like way much earlier in the season compared to that 99 team. So it's kind of like, yeah, this team kind of snuck up on people. But at the same time, like this team was letting people know, like, you know, like we here, like, you know, we're, you know, we're not a team to be best with as opposed to that 99 team where it's like they kind of just snuck up. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah, and like Jay Ellis said, like, you know, that Houston Spiro combo was crazy yeah, who- in those days. And and I, I I don't know if there's a Yeah, that Houston Spiro like yeah. we have Jalen Brunson, and then it's like, can can Randall do it? Can RJ do it? Yeah. Houston with Spiro will do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Houston with will get it done. RJ, he's showing up in these playoffs. So it's like you have a flash where he can, it can go somewhere, but he has a lot to prove to, to, but it's trending in the right direction as, as far as this, this series goes. And, and the same for Julius Randle. So top end talent, I would say Jalen Brunson might be, I feel like Jalen Brunson might be better top end talent, but then that second guy is shaky. That 99 team definitely had a really difficult road to the finals, too. That Atlanta team was the weakest team they played, but Indiana and Miami were. I mean, those are like some really solid rosters, some of the best rosters of, of that 20-year period from 90 to 2010. And then, of course, they lost to the beginning of the Grays dynasty in recent memory with the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. I Sean Elliott. Yeah. 
came back from cancer to kill us on from three. Right. And you say, yo, Houston is pretty well better than the whole roster. Listen, I'm saying this as the biggest Allen Houston fan. I was rocking an Allen Houston jersey <laughs> more than anybody. Brunson was averaging 26 points a game since January. All right. So it's a little bit different. Houston is not a slouch, though. Like I said, he's one of my all-time favorite players. This is no disrespect to Houston or Spree. Sprewell is a dog, too. Yep. Yeah. Sprewell is, woof. Man. <laughs> talk about passion. We talk about Julius Randle's passion. <laughs> <laughs> Gunshots. Gunshots for Spree. Just, just gunshots for the Spree passion, man. Yeah. It's yeah, great seeing them in the garden, man. I, I Spree's there, LJ. Who was it? Starts was there. Oh, Bernard so, King. Bernard King, yeah. 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 It's yeah. great. Yeah, we, we fell to the Spurs, though. The Twin Towers from the Spurs. It is what it is, man. But, yo, salute to the chat. Man. Thanks for that question. We're going down memory lane, giving us a nice little hypothetical. Nice little hypothetical question. Got, got the chat active, too. Yeah, got the chat That's active. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, what a time to be alive. That was a, was a good time to be a Knicks fan that night. No, yeah. And shout, and I ain't talking about IQ. IQ, you know, actually, a decent game. Nineteen points yeah, a day. Nineteen points a day. Always felt like he should have been on Darius Garland more this series, and he 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 did well on him today. Um, wasn't pretty offensively all series long, but I'm hoping that he gets he kind of got his feet wet from this last game and can find the rhythm the next game. So yeah, shout out to IQ. All right, so I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you guys have anything that you guys want to touch on? Anything you want to get off the chest? Uh, I do, I do got a bro pick. Oh, let's go. Yeah, um, it's it's not a <laughs> it's, it's it's not a terrible bro pick per se, but um, yeah. So you know, after every game, you know, there's a post conference, and you know, reporters ask players questions and things of that nature. So. A reporter, so you, you have Mitchell Robinson, RJ Barrett, you know, they're in the conference together, right? And the reporter asks Mitchell a question about RJ Barrett. And then my guy Mitch says, he's coming with great energy and stuff like that. Pause. And RJ What? Barrett, <laughs> and then RJ Barrett just proceeded to like put his head in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Oh my God. <laughs> Mitch is gonna Mitch, man. I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to tell you. Please don't kill that man today. He got 19 rebounds. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You have anything to say, Lee? Uh man, salute Tom Thibodeau, man. He did it. I, I knew he would. I said he would. We all thought he would. Um he got out of the first round. This was his biggest win of his career as a lower seed, beating a higher seed. It's a bit of in 2013 when the Bullets beat the Nets. This is a team that most pundits and experts had the Cavs winning in seven, but even a series going seven. No one had the Nets winning in five. Experts. But, yeah. So for Tom Thibodeau to uh, supersede all expectations, man, I doubt David Thibodeau he coached his ass off. It was, it was the best string of games I've ever seen him coach in his entire head coaching career. I got a lot of faith in him now. Never bring that sign out again. There's nothing can ruin this postseason. We're playing with house money from yes, this sir. point on. 
Like it's it's been an unbelievable regular season, an unbelievable postseason, and it's just only going to get better because we are going to the finals. And I brought Pitt too. Two of my favorite bums were fired the other day. Shout out Don Lemon and Tucker Bumass Carlson. My two guys are fired. From the guys. I, I know I never die. Listen to both those bums on news again, especially Tucker Carlson, who spews nothing but toxic BS and lies all over Fox News, corrupting people who I love and their minds on a daily basis. I'm so happy they were fired, man. Shout out. It's a great day to be a Net fan. Let's go. <laughs> Moving on to yeah. politics. All right. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I'm bringing back my old bruh from the first from the first episode. All right. Bruh goes to Channing Fry. Bruh. I still can't believe that you had freaking Richard Jefferson pick the Knicks. And he's a known Nick hater, Nick troller. And he actually knows our team better than you, Channing. Like, Bruh. He was like Josh Hart is the, the dealt in the room and he's gonna be able to solidify the bench and did it. And Channing Fry didn't see it. I guess he was blinded by the days when he was on the cast, LeBron and them, but mm, RJ actually showed a light. So brother you. Bruh. <laughs> Still yeah. last. I respect you, Channing, but you know, that was that was a bad look. That was a really bad. And look. I want to kind of hop in that a little bit because you see all these people that picked the Cavaliers over the Knicks. It's lazy analyst. It's lazy analyzing yeah, the games because anyone who, who anyone who picked the Cavaliers over the Knicks, it's clear to me that they did not watch the Knicks versus Cavaliers all season. Yeah. It's clear as they all they did was look at stats and they saw that Cleveland was like what a top three team in offensive rating. I think they have like the top defensive rating in the league, and they just and they just put those two things together and they were like, yep. you know what. Cleveland's one of the best defensive teams in the league. <laughs> to shut down the Knicks. They're one of the best offensive teams in the league. And then, and then, and then this is a then there was a, an illusion because I think the Knicks had like what I want to say they had the 19th best offense. I mean the the 19th best defensive rating in the league mm-hmm. for the season. And again, you know they're looking at these stats and they're like the Knicks have the 19th best defensive rating, but the Cavaliers have like one of the top offensive ratings in the league. I mean, the Knicks not going to be able to hold them. And with the Cavaliers being the best defensive team, there's no way the Knicks are going to win this series. But it's like the 19th rating was, was pretty much a sham. Yeah. Because if you watch the Knicks this season, the Knicks play way better defense. Yep. They're locked in than that 19th or so defensive rating that they had this season. That's number one. Number two, if you watch the Knicks and Cavaliers games this season, mm-hmm. Like Lee said earlier, the Knicks pretty much dominate in every matchup except for the Donovan Mitchell matchup. The Knicks are just better in every position in their deeper team. So it's like if you actually watch the games and you watch them with a keen eye, there's no way anyone would pick the Cavaliers over the Knicks in this series. No way. Yeah. I got into like a little mini debate over somebody on Twitter who had some video. And he was, I guess he was an analyst and he was just like, he, he was so flattering. I can't believe that. Da, 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 da. Like, I mean, I'm, and I was just like, how can you not believe? He's like, well, I just thought, you know, Cavs are better. And Donovan Mitchell scored 72. So <laughs> I was just like, did you watch any of the games between the Knicks and the Cavs? Like, did you see Donovan Mitchell versus Jalen Brunson last year versus Utah? Like, I don't understand how this catches you by surprise if you call yourself a basketball analyst. Like, I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad that you picking the Cavs over the Knicks. I'm mad, but there's people who've been like, "Oh, this is this is a sweep. This is gonna be like a, a fight." I'm like, "Yeah, are y'all watching? 
<laughs> and that one game the Cavs did win, Kevin Love went off and hit like eight threes. That's really the only reason they won. It would have been a full sweep if it wasn't for that. And Kevin Love's not on the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta watch him on the freaking Miami. Like, geez. I really truly believe the 90% of mainstream media doesn't watch more than eight to ten Nick games a year. I really believe it because their 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 analysis never really concedes points that are made during the season and show like the nuance of how this team has evolved. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Shout out, hold on. I gotta shout out to my people in the chat. I see fans in the chat right now. Shout out to NYK. Shout out to NYK, Terry, and Trey in the chat. Shout out to JR Crew. Shout out to Nick for Timmy. Shout out to Gregory Lee. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Manza, Deshaun, NYK. Everybody else is rocking with the show. All right, yo, I don't have the phone lines up today. My co- yo, listen. Shout out for the Super Chats. It's going towards the JLS Computer Fund, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I got a new computer today. I was working really hard to get the audio working. I couldn't. So we had to do some other stuff to get it working. But I'm just glad we have sound effects because y'all kill me every time we don't have gunshots and we win. All right. So we got gunshots and we win. <laughs> we got the music. I just wasn't able to get the phone lines up. But hopefully we'll get that going for the next show after I get some tech support over here. All right. But thank you guys for watching, man. And salute to you guys. And um, we will be back. We're going to, I know, I know we've been talking about doing another preview show. Yeah. With, with the all-star. The all-star content creators and Avengers, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got George from the Knicks verse probably coming back. We had yeah, Danny. We had yeah. I don't see CK made my mate this one. We'll see. But um, yeah, definitely stay tuned for that. We're gonna try to put that together. I just need to get my computer together <laughs> so we can do that. All right, all right, cool. That is our show. Salute to you guys, salute to you guys. All right, Lee, let them know where they can find you, sir. So happy to watch this unbelievable first-round win with you, Jay Ellis and Ryan. I know you guys have been only doing the show since 2016. You've only seen one first-round win, the same one that I saw uh, against the Boston Celtics. I'm so happy to share this experience with y'all and talk about this, all-82 team and and all uh, five of these games. I'm so happy, especially, Jay Ellis, for you to have a show and be able to cover this while the Knits are winning. That's fantastic. Catch you on Twitter. At underscore Lee Escobedo, L E E E S E O B E B E D O. Love you, pops. John Baines, I'm glad you're here in the chat, bro. I'm glad that you're one of the mods. I love you, brother. Let's go, Knicks. Oh, Ryan G, let him know. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. And I see that Josh Hart is back to his conning ways, man, because him and Brunson's having a post post um post yeah, post game conference. And this dude basically is making fun of Brunson and calling him overrated and overpaid and then proceeds to annoy him by eating wings while he's there. <laughs> 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 answering questions. Love this guy, man. Oh, oh man. Yeah, he has to stay, man. He has to stay just to troll Brunson in post game press conferences alone. Alone, yeah, yeah, man. Hey, you really, man, it's really good to, yeah. We started this in 2016, Ryan, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Ryan was the last one to join the team, and he, and he, that's that's the way it be happening, you know. <laughs> 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 that's the way it be happening. It was the best last- co host in the game, Ryan G, with the stats and the facts. Say it once, say it twice, say it thrice. Facts. Thanks, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Facts, facts, it's right? true. 
last one to join the team, and he's still rocking. So shout out to Ryan G, man. It's, it's really been good to put in all this work and actually witness this and still be able to do a show. And wow, this is like amazing. But um, yeah, follow us on Twitter at the KOT Show. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Nick of Time Show as well, and Facebook as well at the Nick of Time Show. Um, also go to the Nick of Time, the Nick of Time Show.com to read our blogs. Uh, I know Ken dropped the blog. Hey, you can still read the Game Five preview blog if you want to. You see if he was right or not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, salute to everybody in the chat, uh, the supporters, and everybody. Uh, great show, guys. Great show. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. And you already know what it is, as always. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. A mess out here in Ohio, man. They shambles <laughs> right now. They crying tears. Oh, my gosh. LeBron left them. Now they got Don Mitchell. He might leave two years because y'all still going to be back. That's our show. We out here. <laughs> 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 New York, big city of dreams. I'm New York, New York, big city of dreams.